Okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before and he's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Coming to you live on tape during week 163 of quarantine from my eight-year-old son's bedroom in rapidly gentrifying Culver City adjacent California, which, come to think of it, is now, this is my only studio, boasting a partially obstructed view, gonna miss those other partially obstructed views, not gonna lie, of the smog-shrouded urban sprawl of the City of Angels. This is The Tully Show. I am your host, Mike Tully. Joining me today, it is me, Solamente Me. Or what is, I guess, this is the first uh, ever episode, maybe many more to come, maybe two more to come, maybe no more to come, I don't know. It's a whole new world of the Tully Time solo podcast. Welcome to Tully Time. And I I know my first order of business, if this is going to be a thing that I do, is to get a new intro, because the intro that I just did is like longer than this actual show is going to be. Uh, hi, everybody. I don't even know where to start so i'll start with where probably most people would want me to start to the extent that i can if you're coming to check out this show now there's a good chance it's because you went to go check out the jason ellis show and either on sirius xm and either got wind of the news over social media or whatever in the last few days or have just now found out um, because the show's no longer airing something else i don't know what is airing in our old time slot on faction talk because you have found out that the Jason Ellis show, at least on SiriusXM, <clears throat> is no more. So first things first, yes, I can confirm that. There is no more Jason Ellis show. There's no more Jason Ellis, Kevin Kraft, myself on SiriusXM after uh, well over a decade. And if you think you were shocked, well, I can't say that I was that I was totally 100% shocked. There were a couple of just little, you know, signs along the way um, and some outward messages conveyed that maybe this was going to be the end of the show. But, you know, we were always kind of on a highway to hell the whole entire time. So I, you may not believe this, but I never felt like 100% sure that we were ever going to keep having a job. It always seemed like we might get fired. Um, so in one sense, you're always prepared for it. On the other sense, we had nine lives and it kept itself going for so long that when it finally does end, you know, you're Wiley e. Coyote and you're out, uh, too far off of that plateau thing and you look down and you go, oh shit, that's that. Um, I don't really want to get into all of that too much other than to confirm that, yeah, there, the Jason Ellis show is done as far as we know forever on Sirius XM and, um, I as probably everybody who cares to know about these sorts of things follows us on social media already knows there's already a Jason Ellis show podcast in the works. And I mean, I have to say I'm very, very excited about that, but it is really actually very, very, very exciting. I can't think of another job that you could have where there's a, well, that there's, there's two things at the tail end of it. Usually you get fired and I've been fired before and you just walk out the front door and you feel like you're alone in the universe I don't feel that way, and there's no way that Jason or Kevin feels that way because of the enormous and overwhelming, truly overwhelming show of support that we've gotten on on social media 
and just people reaching out to us and stuff like that. And that's that softens the blow quite a bit. And also just because in this day and age, you can just go and do your own show. Look at me. I'm in my eight-year-old son's bedroom and I'm doing a show. Is anybody going to listen? I don't know. Will people want to listen to a Jason Ellis show podcast? I think so. I don't know. But for now, the only thing that we know is that we're not done until we decide that we're done. And we definitely have not decided that we are done. I don't really want to get into all this stuff to a great, great extent here, at least not specifically, because it's not really like my story to tell. It's it's our story to tell. It's Jason and it's me and it's Kevin. And I don't know when or where exactly, but I can tell you for sure it's going to happen and it'll happen relatively soon. We will all be together on mic again and we can walk you through the slow, grueling process of how we got from where we were a week ago today to where we are now. We will do that, but I'm not I'm not going to do a whole lot more of that right here, right now. I'll just, I'll let you know that I am planning to continue the Tully show in some form or another on top of the Jason Ellis show podcast that's on the way. And if I have some time and if I'm, you know, keeping the bills paid and a roof over our head here, I'd actually love to expand what I'm doing in, into a couple of different little pods. Um, I don't I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. I definitely have ideas. But uh, Mark McGrath is going to be on this show. It's scheduled to be this week. And I would like to think that I, I like talking to Mark and I think Mark likes talking to me. And people seem to like it when we talk to each other. So hopefully we can expand that a little bit. And there may be some good things programming wise that can come out of this not great situation and this thing that I'm doing right now which I'm going to call telly time this is a thing that I if I got the time I'm I'm used to doing radio every single day I'm kind of old school in that regard with all due respect to you podcasting people you children some of us old timers have been doing five days of radio a week and that's kind of how I came to be here right now talking to you is I have a routine. I've been doing this for over a decade. I just wake up in the morning and it's, I realized at some point recently, it's like my mom and my dad used to go downstairs and get coffee and read the paper. I get coffee and then I start flipping through my news sites and it's half because I want to know what's going on, what's the latest hot gossip since I went to sleep, you know, since I checked my phone seven and a half hours ago. And also because I'm just starting to collect material for the show. This is what I do. I'm a creature of habit and we do a show every day. And it felt very, very strange. Like last week we were supposed to be off. So it wasn't weird to not be working. We've obviously always had a fair amount of time off as a radio show. But today's the first day that I'm supposed to be doing a show and it seemed a lot more natural than not for me to just still kind of do a show. So I went through my sites and I found some silly news, the sorts of things. Some of it is stuff we would talk about on the Ellis show. Some of it's maybe stuff that I'm a little bit more interested in than Jason. And I figured I could just sit here with you right now and we could talk through it. And if, if you guys enjoy this, I'm happy to keep doing these little Tully time short pods on top of if I can keep the Tully show going on top of, if I can sort of spin some other things, McGrath, whatever off of that. And on top of what we're hoping to launch very soon with a Jason Ellis show podcast edition. And that brings me to the whole thing of Patreon, which I'm shamefully, woefully a little bit ignorant about how the Patreon thing goes. I know I've plugged other people's when they were on our show, but didn't really need to know a whole lot about that world, so I knew about as little as I needed to know, which is very, very little. But I'm in the process of putting one together, and I think if people respond particularly to what I'm doing right now, which is 
in the future, not just me rambling. It will actually be some real deal content. If if people respond to getting these little short, a couple times a week, Tully time, fun, headline-oriented things, that would probably be like the bulk of what I'm going to be doing on Patreon. I will be offering life coaching as well. And I'm not sure if I'm joking about that. But by the time you hear this, my Patreon might be up. Smart Money is on probably more like 24 hours. But I'll, I'll send everybody the link and I'll do another podcast to announce it. You know, it's not going to be hard to find out where that is if you want to know where it is when it is. So anyway, let's get into it. <clears throat> I'm not at my radio sharpest. I'll tell you that. This is my first day sober in a, exactly a week and did losing my job and the only career I've known for the better part of 20 years. Did that have something to do with it? Yeah, for sure. But it didn't, it was actually what was like a planned bender. I, I, I do those. I have a very complicated relationship with being a productive person who also enjoys drinking. I, I have a complicated relationship with alcohol and I'll just sort of carve out these little times and Thanksgiving week, the show was off and we were going away. I still went away. I was up in the lovely Lake Arrowhead, which has made it's so cold up there and dry. Both of my children came back with an illness. You can hear I got a little catch in my throat too. I don't think we have coronavirus. I think I think this is just the thing that happens when kids play outside in the cold for a couple straight days, especially when they're pussy little Los Angeles babies who don't know how to, to handle the truth. I went and got a test. I got the swab up my nose. By the time you hear this, I might know if the entire family has coronavirus. Oh, right after they got fired, then they got coronavirus. But I don't think so. I think we got a sniffle. But the Arrowhead trip was planned, and more importantly, it was already paid for. So no backing out of that. And I was already planning on drinking for a week. So what better time to go up to a cabin and drink for a week than when you just lost your job? So I did that, and now I'm back. And now it is time for me to get back on the stick and on the sober train and uh, I think it's going to take me a couple days to fully get my wits back about me but the show is happening right here right now so we're all going to make we're all going to make the the best of it like I said I did what I do I rolled out of bed and I just started looking for some links today and I found some fun stuff for us to talk about I was wondering this is an honest question if there's anybody who's listening to this who somehow doesn't like listens to podcasts but doesn't have a phone or is one of those rare birds that really is like has a responsible relationship with your phone what did we used to do first thing in the morning before we had phones because or in my case I, I go right to my computer like I say that's like as my newspaper was to my dad and my mom that's what my computer is but it occurs to me that I I didn't used to do that for most of my life and you know i was already fully formed as an adult before phones were around and even before the internet was was a real thing you kind of had to go out of your way and have a little bit of time to kill waiting for pages to load like presumably we did somehow start our day without let me just see what's happened in the last seven hours because I've, I've 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 been out of the loop for like a third of a sun cycle <laughs> what's going on out there guys don't leave me behind what did we do hit me up and let me know if you remember what you used to do before you had a phone to check first thing in the morning because i i sometimes i don't do it like I'll, i'm sure we all play these games with ourselves where you're like i'm just not gonna check i'm on vacation it's the weekend or whatever 
but nothing takes the place of it. Is that, is that, I guess that's the answer, right? What'd you do before you had a phone first thing in the morning? Nothing. You just did nothing. And when you look at it that way, phone sounds kind of okay. Cemetery date gone wrong. This is, uh, this is the first headline that I thought I would share with you today. A Tennessee man thought he was all set up for uh, a, a lovely romantic evening in a cemetery. It's not clear to me how this man had arranged this date. I'm starting to think, spoiler alert, that it may have been a little bit of a setup, but do they have his name? Oh, God, they do have his name. Oh, no. Okay, wait, wait, wait. No, they don't have his Okay, good. I don't know this guy's name, and I'm glad that I don't know his name, because if I were him, I would want to remain anonymous. So he went to a cemetery in, I think this is Tennessee. Yeah, Monroe County, Tennessee, looking for love in all the wrong places. He and his lady friend had agreed to meet there after dark on a Tuesday. I mean, unlimited free flowers, I guess. That's one of the pluses. It's very peaceful. You can't take your date to a restaurant I don't know what the current corona restrictions are in Tennessee, but it is safe dating to meet outdoors after dark on a Tuesday in a cemetery. But this man's best laid romantic plans took a turn when one Keith Brandon McJunkin emerged from, I think, like behind the trees or something and shot at the poor hapless would-be lover at least seven times and the the victim took off and ran away and it's not clear to me he actually get shot he jumped out of the car and ran into the woods no i think he was not shot so silver linings your date at the cemetery is not all bad at least you were not successfully shot and so the guy uh gets out of his car and runs away and it says here he sent his sister back to retrieve his car later, which I'm not sure what to make of this graveyard Lothario now that he he sent a lady and his sister and, and anybody other than himself, his toughest friend, or the authorities to go and retrieve his vehicle. But when she went to get his car, she she found it. That's another silver lining, but she was unable to retrieve it for him since it had been burned. The car had been thoroughly burned, presumably by the same Keith Brandon McJunkin who had shot at the poor guy at least seven times prior to that. So at least they were able to identify the guy and he has been brought to justice. And I, I, if you have car insurance, then I guess no harm, no foul. Is this the plan? Is this Was this like... Uh, here the, did this other guy also have his sister working with him the mcjunkin guy did mcjunkin have does, does mcjunkin have his sister on tinder setting people up for graveyard dates so he can come out and massacre them and steal their car is this either there's more to this that i know or this is a very very poorly thought out criminal enterprise on the part of the uh the mcjunkin family have you guys seen the story that's going around i don't know if this is new about why Taco Bell flopped in Mexico. I have an ongoing fascination with Taco Bell, and a lot of it just comes down to math, because Taco Bell has, how many menu items do they have? They've got like what, meat, beans, cheese, rice, tortilla, the other kind of tortilla, and the fried kind of both of those, right? So I count, maybe I'm forgetting something, but it's not, I count about eight things. 
And Taco Bell has had a new menu item on their menu, in their advertisement, every month since I was in high school. And if you just, mathematically, it seems impossible that they sh- there should be any combinations and permutations left. So I've always found that very, very fascinating. Um, and it's not shocking to me to find out that Taco Bell has not flourished south of the border. First of all, when you think about their longtime slogan, make a run for the border, that would mean something very different and sort of sad and at times even cruel and inhumane to a Mexican person. And indeed, there does seem to have been a sort of tone deafness to Taco Bell's repeated attempts, it says in this article from mashed.com, to get off the ground down in Mexico. The biggest problem that they have, of course, is that it's not Mexican food that they are selling. And they just maybe you don't know that. I can't claim to have a total mastery of authentic Mexican food, but... It says here in the article, and I'm inclined to believe that people didn't know what to make of most of the stuff that Taco Bell sells. Another problem seems to be that, and I don't know how this this is the case, but despite the fact that I think most Taco Bell food is made out of like pink slime and Play Doh, they were selling tacos to Mexicans at two to three times what Mexicans are used to paying for actual tacos that are actually good. And that points to another issue that Taco Bell had. There was already a pretty significant, as you might imagine, taco surplus in in Mexico. They did they did not exactly have an underserved taco market when Taco Bell arrived. You've heard of heard selling snow to Eskimos. You might as well say selling tacos to Mexicans. But and I love this. The biggest issue seems to in launching Taco Bell as we know it in Mexico seems to have been the fact that there's already like a quasi official chain of places down there called Taco Bell and it's just like a regular old taco restaurant that has weird street meat that's like shaved off of boiled cow heads of indiscriminate origin and there's like flies buzzing around and stuff and yet locals prefer it and if you have any experience with tacos you too would prefer it so Taco Bell thank goodness I love when there's justice in the world and this is cosmic justice when Taco Bell which is owned by Pepsi, I think PepsiCo owns Taco Bell, comes down there with Taco Bell. They're like, fuck you. We've already got a Taco Bell and it's shitty as all hell and it gives us food poisoning and we like it better than yours. So get the fuck out of here, Gringo. A couple of quick other things before I duck out of here for today and figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Uh, George Clooney claims that he has cut his hair with a floby for the last 25 years. I want to hate this guy. I've tried to hate this guy. Doesn't it seem sometimes like he, he is so down to earth and real that it's it's far too good to be true and you can kind of see him trying to be a man of the people like it's cliche to talk about dave grohl as the nice guy rock star and i've never met dave grohl and you know what there's just no way in hell dave grohl hasn't been somewhat affected by being in not one but two of the biggest rock bands of all time consistently for the last like 30 years but i get the real guy stink coming off of grohl i buy it i think it's real clooney I, I don't know. Can I doubt the man anymore? I want to believe because they were talking to him about lockdown. He's got a movie coming out and they're like, how'd you get haircuts? And he's like, oh, I've been cutting my hair. with." Why do I think I can do a Clooney? He said, well, I've been cutting my hair with a Floby for 25 years, so it doesn't really make any difference. And I just my cynical ass just goes to no. Uh, his wife, Amal, was immediately frantically under immense stress, forced to learn how to become a world class barber. 
so that Clooney could obey COVID protocol and remain a dashing leading man despite being under house arrest for the better part of this year. But his hair is really always always short so maybe he's not lying maybe he has just been flow being it and maybe he really did take a shit in his friend's cat's litter box for a joke one time have you heard that story that maybe that's actually true what i do know is true is that george clooney uh endorses nespresso which i want to shit on nespresso but i'm drinking one right now tough times in the telly household but uh yeah he endorses nespresso because he takes the money and he funds a satellite that is constantly watching the uh the the border of darfur in case warlords come again for the poor people of darfur so there's an early warning system so they can protect themselves i'm almost positive that is true and that's like next level help it's millions of dollars it also kind of sounds like it's like a plot subpoint from the mandalorian so this might be the day that i officially have to stop doubting George Clooney and just fully embrace the man. Congratulations to you, George Clooney, and your Floby. And finally, Johnny Rotten got a flea bite on his dick following a squirrel rescue. It's very on brand, I guess is all that I would say. If I told you blank celebrity got a flea bite on his dick, and then I was like, Idris Elba, I think he'd be like, oh man, that, what? How did it come to that? But if, when I go Johnny Rotten, flea bite on his dick, you go, mm, birds of a feather, you know, Johnny Rotten and fleas, I could see them, and squirrels, that seems like a crew that should be spending time together. And uh, I guess that's it. That's all the news that I found that I felt was worth talking about today. I'll get back. Um, we're, on, we're on the comeback trail. Me and Jason and Kevin, we're on the comeback trail, and it, it had to start somewhere, so this is where it begins that news is, uh, that's also really, really hard-hitting stuff I just shared with you. I think you can see why I had to break through the fog and start potting about this immediately. Anyway, I am planning on taping an episode of The Tully Show this week, and an Ellis Show pot, which is sounding pretty spectacular at the moment, is well in the works, and we'll have news on that soon, and maybe I'll keep doing these Tully Time podcasts. I'd like to, if you would care to hear them, and in conjunction with that, I'm going to launch that Patreon it may already be launched by the time you hear this, but it probably won't be. I'll get up on that. And I think that's about it for now. Before I go, though, I just wanted to really emphasize um, something I touched on at the start of this. I just want to say thank you to everybody who has reached out. It's crazy. I'm still chasing kids around. We still don't have daycare. You know, all of the restrictions of 2020 life don't change just because my work situation has changed. And if you've sent me a DM and I haven't gotten back to you, that's why, because it's like kind of a full-time job just answering people who want to say nice things to us. But I will. I'll get to them all eventually. Um, and even if you haven't reached out, just if you're listening to this right now, um, it's it, it just if you've been listening to The Jason Ellis Show for the last 10 years plus, it sounds trite, and I don't do sincerity very well, but I sincerely thank you from the bottom of my heart. It really, really, it means a lot to us. So there you go. This is Tully time number one, number two. I don't know, maybe tomorrow, maybe never. See you around. Thanks. <laughs>